Welcome back to episode 1.5, the episode we didn't plan, but we decided we needed. Uh, This piece is a companion episode that we're releasing in conjunction with our first episode, which we hope you listen to. Um, In this episode, we're going to give you a rundown of the 10 teams that are part of Formula One, uh, as well as their driver lineups for the 2020 and 2021 season. I feel like I don't know, Kate, do you think that that would help our audience kind of have a better understanding of of who we're talking about? Yeah, I think a breakdown, as we referenced in episode one, it is tough to go through this many teams and this many drivers when you don't have context for the sport or what it is. Once you have a little bit of context for what is the sport, how does it work, it does become pretty important to know what are the teams involved, who are the drivers, who are these other people. So, yeah, I think it would be good to give a breakdown of beyond those sort of top three teams that we referenced in that episode, who are the other players in this sport? Who else do we need to be knowing and paying attention to? So I think that gives us a kind of easy start. Oh, my God, sir, buy a muffler. You absolute war criminal. Do you think... Wait, sorry. Do you think anybody... Do you think anybody in F1 has a muffler on their personal car? Absolutely not. But they don't drive past my house while I'm recording a podcast either. (laughs) So we're going to kick it off with the current uh, dual world champions, uh, champion world champion driver, as well as world champion constructor. um, And that's the Mercedes team. Yeah. So we covered Mercedes at some length in episode one as one of those top three teams as we mentioned there they've really been the dominant force in the sport for most of the last decade for seven of the last 10 years so at this point mercedes is you know really the mark for everyone to beat but particularly in that top scrap of those top three teams mercedes is setting the pace race in race out and i would say we don't necessarily watch the races to watch the podium because it's at this point pretty uh mercedes is so dominant that like they're gonna be one and two unless something crazy happens but it is still you know mercedes is the gold standard in f1 at the moment a spectacular team we talked about them a good bit in episode one but just as a reminder there are two drivers Lewis Hamilton, the seven times world champion, and Valtteri Bottas, or as Kennedy referred to him, um, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And their team principal is Toto Wolf. So that whole team is the same for 2021 as well. The teamwork between Lewis and Valtteri and Toto as team principal is really incredible. They have great synergy. So we will see that set of driver and drivers and team principal continue through the 2021 season and then 2022 we will potentially see a new driver lineup both Valtteri and Lewis will actually come out of contract at the end of this year as it appears that after lengthy contract negotiations that Lewis ended up only signing a one-year driver contract for the 2021 season so it will be really interesting or it might have been a two-year it's a one it's a one-year that's what i thought okay yeah so we could potentially see an all-new mercedes lineup in 2022 but as it stands right now 
they'll be the same this year as they were last year. And frankly, we would expect that Mercedes dominance to continue. Like we said, we're big fans of Lewis Hamilton. And we we love to watch him race, but we also love when something crazy happens. Um, It just keeps things interesting. And that's why Formula One is the way that it is. Our next team that we'll talk about is another one that we did discuss some in episode one, and that is Red Bull Racing. Red Bull, as we mentioned there, does have two teams in Formula One, but Red Bull Racing is sort of their primary team. In 2020, Red Bull's lineup was Max Verstappen and Alex Albon as their two drivers. For 2021, they will retain Max Verstappen, but they will swap out Alex Albon for Sergio Perez, or as you'll more commonly hear him called, Checo Perez. Their team principal is going to be the same for this year as it was last year. That's Christian Horner. He's been the team principal at Red Bull for years and years now and is expected to continue for the foreseeable future. So Red Bull is going to definitely this year be chasing Mercedes yet again, looking to get um, to the top spot of the podium as frequently as they can and hoping to get Max into that number one or number two slot in the driver's championship as he finished third in the driver's championship for 2020. As Kate said, uh, Max Verstappen, you know, uh, finishing third, he is sort of the the third piece of the puzzle when it comes to the the podium sitters that um, were on the podium the most, um, joining Lewis and Valtteri um, in varying orders of, of the podium for 2020. Um, the switch happening from Alexander Albon to Sergio Checo Perez uh, happened at the expense of Alexander Albon. He gave a pretty even performance. Um, and he lost his seat because of some some moves that were made there at Red Bull. Um, and they see a drive in Checo and like to invest in him, um, especially after such a fantastic season he'd had um, with a different team. And we will cover in quite a bit of detail uh, what happened with some of those Red Bull seat changes, what happened with Alex Albon and how Sergio... Perez ended up in his seat in episode two of this podcast. So if you want to hear a little bit more detail about how that seat swap might have happened, definitely make sure to check out episode two. We will talk about it in some depth because it was something that we felt was really important in the 2020 season. All right. So coming in third in the Constructors Championship for 2020 was McLaren. Their 2020 driver lineup had Lando Norris and Kate's favorite, Carlos Sainz. Um, And their 2021 driver lineup will have McLaren retaining Lando Norris, but entering Daniel Ricciardo. Kennedy's favorite. (laughs) Yeah, my favorite. Additionally, um, we have a couple characters here. So their team principal is Andreas Seidel. Um, but a notable figure for the McLaren team is actually Zach Brown, who is the chief executive of McLaren Racing. So McLaren finishing third in the dry, in the Constructors' Championship for 2020 was really quite a surprise to everyone. It was a surprise 
at the beginning of the season, obviously that third slot would have been, everyone would have guessed, would have gone to either Red Bull or Ferrari. Um, and then really throughout the entire 2020 season, there was a very intense midfield scrap mm -hmm. between McLaren, Racing Point, and at times Renault. So finishing third, incredible achievement for McLaren, um, one of three British or technically British, yeah, three British um, racing teams. They finished the highest of all of the British racing teams. So an incredible 2020 season for them. For 2021, they have a new engine supplier. They'll have a Mercedes engine. So people, and they'll have a new driver pairing with Lando and Daniel. So people will really be expecting a lot out of McLaren for 2021. And I think Kennedy and I are among those people who are really excited to see what they can what they can produce in this coming year. Definitely. Um, and Lando Norris was sort of the the class clown uh, for the 2020 driver lineup between he and Carlos. Um, but Daniel Ricciardo has been a class clown for the Formula One sport since the very beginning. So to see both of them on the same driver lineup, it's going to be really interesting. If anything, the, the Instagram and behind the scenes content is going to be incredibly entertaining yeah i'm expecting a lot from the mclaren unboxed series that they do on their instagram this year and i think everyone should also expect a lot from it <laughs> so fourth place in the constructors championship for 2020 was a team that last year was called racing point and their 2020 driver lineup was the canadian lance stroll and Sergio Perez, a uh, Mexican driver. So lots of changes for Racing Point for 2021. Number one, new title sponsor. They will mm -hmm. no longer be called Racing Point. They will be Aston Martin. Aston Martin as a brand has raced in F1 before. They haven't been seen for quite some years now. So coming back as a title sponsor, as a team, um, is new for them in the current time period. But so they will be back in the 2021 season as Aston Martin with new team colors. They were pink, kind of bubblegum pink in 2020. They will be sort of a nice foresty green in 2021. I'm just going to say out of all the colors other than like Ferrari, um, the the forest green that Aston Martin has. I'm gonna say their I colors really good absolutely color. slap. Like, look, <laughs> it's a great color. It's like, I'm, yeah, I'm a little. I kind of wish. It. Yeah. <laughs> so for 2021, they will have 50% of their lineup will be the same. So they will have the one of their drivers will be the same. Lance Stroll has stayed on the team through the rebrand and all of that. Their second driver may be a little bit of a surprise. It will be former world champion Sebastian Vettel, fresh from a season off of Ferrari. He has now moved to the Aston Martin team. Aston Martin will also retain the same team principal as they had for the 2020 season, Otmar Zafnauer. So lots of changes for that team, certainly, but a decent amount of uh, continuity as well. Very much so looking forward to seeing Racing Point slash Aston Martin's performance in the 2021 season. Um, truly the reason why Racing Point, uh, they they were in a heated 
battle with McLaren to claim that third spot in the champion, the constructors championship. Um, and it really came down to those last final three races of the season. And out of two, two out of those three races, they had um, engine failure, which caused their cars not to finish. It, it was heartbreaking to see the pit wall and to see them you sort of see that third spot unable to be clinched. And as we said in episode one, depending on how you rank in the constructors championship, you're awarded a certain amount of money. And that money definitely factors into what they can put into the car to make it better for the new season. So yeah, I think Aston Martin in the 2021 season will be another really interesting team to watch. I'm really interested about how the driver pairing between Lance Stroll and Seb Vettel goes. They're very, very different drivers with very different approaches to the sport in general. To see how Aston Martin will sort of negotiate that, I think is going to be really fun to watch. And Mm -hmm. again, they're another team with a Mercedes engine for 2021. So we should expect them to be, I think, really competitive for this season as well. For sure. So coming up at number five in the 2020 Constructors Championship was French team Renault. For the 2020 season, their driver lineup was Daniel Ricciardo and Esteban Ocon, as well as the team principal for the 2020 season was Cyril Obitable. Coming into the 2021 season, we have a new team principal coming in with a rebrand. So Renault will now be taking on the name of Alpine. The uh, The 2021 lineup is going to be Esteban Ocon again. And then a returning world champion, a world champion who won his world championships in Renault, Fernando Alonso. Yes. So we will have Fernando Alonso um, unretiring as I think it's officially called. Definitely not what it's officially called, but... It was a short retirement. Yeah. It's only like two seasons. (laughs) Yeah. Fernando Alonso coming out of retirement to return to, in essence, the team where he was a world champion, and Esteban Ocon retaining his seat, though the team is going through a rebrand, retaining his seat with the same team, essentially. However, as Kennedy mentioned, under a new CEO and a new team principal racing director. So... Again, I mean, you guys are going to call us a broken record saying everyone is one to watch, which honestly I think is true. But I think Alpine is going to be another team that will be really fascinating throughout the 2021 season. They've done such a huge changeover from last year. They have, you know, with world champion Fernando Alonso back in the car, it'll be really fascinating to see what he is able to achieve what Renault has been able to do or what Alpine, I suppose, has been able to do with that car over this sort of shortened winter break, as well as as a small aside, very shortly before winter testing, Fernando Alonso got into a relatively serious cycling accident during training. So mm-hmm. whether that will um, you know, impede his ability to participate in winter testing, whether that will affect his ability to race. We're really not sure. The team is saying that he's fine, but, you know, so we'll definitely hope for the best for Fernando, but it will certainly be very interesting to watch Alpine 
for 2021 to see how all of those changes have impacted their competitiveness and whether they are still really in that fight with Aston Martin and McLaren or whether, you know, maybe they've pulled ahead or fallen behind. One to watch. I mean, to be to be fair, this was the sweet spot in the midfield. And this is truly why the 2021 season is the season to be getting into Formula One. I think there's so much on the table here and it's truly a wait and see kind of situation. And I I'm so excited for the first race to happen at the end of March. Absolutely. Come in sixth in the Constructors' Championship for 2020, another team that we have talked about at some length and that we've, we also will talk more about in episode two where we discuss some notable events from the 2020 season. But Ferrari taking sixth place in the Constructors' Championship, which is a pretty brutal place to finish for a team with that pedigree. Mm-hmm. So... Ferrari's 2020 driver lineup was Sebastian Vettel, a four times former world champion, though all of his world championships were with a different team, and Charles Leclerc, or Chuck Leclerc, as you may know him. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Leclerc. Leclerc. Um, so, <laughs> Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. Uh, so, yeah, for 2020, their driver lineup was Sebastian Vettel and Charles Leclerc. And with team principal, a guy named Mattia Binotto will also be the 2021 team principal for Ferrari. So for everyone's sake and for Mattia's sake, let's hope that 2021 is a better season than 2020 was. Ferrari will also have a new driver in their midst for the 2021 season. Again, something we will cover at more length in episode two. However... Oh, producer Sophie says at so much length in episode two. I can't be faulted for my enthusiasm. They're 2021. <laughs> I mean, if you're you're truly enthusiastic about this, I'm this absolutely new jazzed. Driver. The social content is out of this world. Uh, the 2021 driver lineup for Ferrari will be Charles Leclerc again in his third season for Ferrari, and in his debut as a Ferrari driver, we'll, we will be getting previously of McLaren Carlos Sainz. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, yeah, fans yourself rewatches <laughs> reels. He just, I, 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 we've said it before. We'll continue to say it and we're going to say it right now. Carlos signs in that Ferrari red. It's a match made in iconic. heaven. And let's hope the same Truly. holds true for the driving performance on track. I mean, definitely the, the 2020 season, you know, with, with the engine failures and, and issues that Ferrari experienced, they're really going to be counting on the 2021 season to bring them back up to scratch, as well as Sebastian Vettel's departure from Ferrari was shocking. But um, this driver pairing for 2021, you know, it's it's young, it's it's exciting. I'm just really, really excited to see how Charles and Carlos get out there on the track. And also worth pointing out, team principal uh, Mattia has said in interviews that, you know, they don't expect to have turned everything around for the 2021 season. We're not going to see Ferrari fighting for podium places, likely, if we're if we're being hold honest. Hope, though, I mean, Ferrari. obviously, Come on. obviously hold out hope. But so Mattia has sort of ca- cautioned 
the Tifosi, the fan base for Ferrari and the world of motorsport in general, they don't necessarily expect to be completely back up to scratch for the 2021 season, but he has said their goal is to get back solidly into the midfield fight, you know, towards the top end of that midfield best of the rest consideration. So any spot like, you know, fourth or fifth really, I think would be where Ferrari is shooting to finish in the Constructors' Championship for the 2021 season. And I hope them the best. I really like their driver pairing. I think that it'll be really interesting to see Ferrari have such a young duo. So let's hope they've figured out their car troubles that uh, caused them so much strife last year and really excited to see where they go. Again, on the next episode, episode two, you'll definitely hear a lot more about the scandal um, where we we sort of go over the highlights and lowlights of the 2020 season overall. Okay, so coming in at seventh in the Constructors' Championship standing is AlphaTari. AlphaTari happens to be the second team, the sister-brother team? Sister sibling team. team. Sibling team um, to Red Bull. Um, they're part of the same family. Um, the 2020 season saw Pierre Gasly as part of their driver lineup, as well as Daniel Kvyat. Um, for the 2020 season, we have some new blood. So they retained Pierre Gasly, but we have a brand new driver, Daniel Kvyat's contract uh, ended with AlphaTauri and now we have a brand new Japanese driver Yuki Tsunoda joining uh, and then their team principal both for the 2020 season and continuing on for the 2021 season is Franz Toast. I am I just want to say I'm so excited for AlphaTauri for the 2021 season Me number too. one some fun facts about Yuki Sonoda, driver fresh out of F2, um, like many previous sort of F1 stars that we've seen in the last few years, every year he has moved up a formula. So did one year in Formula 3, did very well there, did one year in Formula 2 last year, finished well there, now in Formula 1. Yuki is also both the youngest and the smallest driver in the 2021 driver lineup across the entire grid. He's born in 2000, y'all. So yeah, we've got we've got some very when we say fresh blood, we mean fresh blood. Um, but yeah, I'm really if, I'm really excited to see how Alpha Talry goes for the 2021 season. I think Pierre had some really incredible standout moments last year. Again, mm-hmm. some of those we will cover in episode two. So if you want to hear more about Alpha Talry last year, absolutely go ahead and listen to episode two when it comes out. But yeah, I think. This is a team, you know, they're the sister team to Red Bull. Red Bull is, you know, the 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 primary team in some ways in that set. But I kind of think Alpha Tauri is the more dynamic and the more fun to watch. Yeah, there's a there's always a lot of talent um on Alpha Tauri. I, I mean Red Bull is definitely firstborn, but Alpha Tauri, you you wanna watch what's going on over there. Yeah, what what's Toro Rosso? So Toro Rosso is what Alpha Tauri was named previously. So in the 2018 like season. Yeah, in the 2018 season, Toro Rosso being Red Bull in Spanish. Um 
<laughs> I did not know that. I feel insanely stupid. <laughs> but yeah, so Toro Rosso <laughs> and Alpha Tauri are one in the same. It's just, again, like a movement of sponsors. Difference in brand. Yeah, difference in branding. But yeah, the same the same team. Um, and in fact, I believe that Franz Toast has been team principal for all of those years. So it was truly just like a marketing branding thing. Yeah, Alphatari, the, the branding for Alphatari uh, is really sleek. Um, they, they, you know, are looking to be, you know, very fashionable, very forward. Yeah, they're, 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 they're partially sophisticated. Yeah, they are partially sponsored by a fashion brand. So in years past, though not for the 2021 season, their um, car debuts and team debuts ahead of at the end of winter testing or ahead of winter testing every year generally has opened actually with a fashion show this year they didn't choose to do a fashion show they did um shoot a lot of apparel ads in the space with the car for this season but they didn't because of covid they didn't do a full fashion show this year another fun fact that has nothing to do with the racing of the team but yeah they're a cool team i think alpha tower is great i'm so so excited to see what Pierre does this season. Really yeah. excited to see what Yuki does as a brand new, fresh driver, the first Japanese driver that we've had in some time. I believe the fourth Japanese driver that F1 has had as in the history of the sport. So I think it's going to be awesome. Me too. Really looking forward to it. All right. Number eight, Kate, take it away. Absolutely. So coming in number eight in the Constructors Championship finishing is a team that, uh, forgive us, but we have possibly not mentioned at all in any way, shape, or form in any of the episodes we've recorded thus far. Not because we have anything against the team. Love them. Great team. Great drivers. Um, just hadn't, didn't necessarily have any standout moments last year. But that team being Alfa Romeo. So for 2020, their driver lineup was former one-time world champion Kimi Raikkonen and Antonio Giovinazzi. For 2021, they will retain the exact same driver lineup, so we will see Kimi and Antonio back in those cars, and they will also retain the same team principal, Frederick Vasseur. So not very many changes for Alpha um, between the 2020 and 2021 season, but you know, while they have been sitting sort of towards um, the back of the field for a couple seasons now, they're not necessarily high up in that midfield. They're not necessarily in podium contention ever really. Sometimes they're kind of scrapping to get points at all to be in that top 10. However, you know, Kimi is a really, is the most experienced driver in the field. Yep. Antonio is a really interesting driver. Um, and they have definitely alpha has been talent spotters from day one they were where charles leclerc got his start um where a lot of drivers who have gone on to become world champions have gotten their start they're a team that tends to really foster young talent so definitely a great team um they just didn't have maybe as exciting of a 2020 season as some other teams a couple of points to make so kimmy raikkonen is like Kate said, the most experienced driver. Um, he's also the oldest driver on that lineup. I believe he's 41 years old. In addition to that, 
he has the most race starts um, with that number being over 333. A race start is is basically he's he's started, uh, I mean, he started 333 races. He's He's been on the grid. He's, as soon as they say lights out and away we go, he's going. Yeah, he's participated in more than 333 races. We say race start rather than races because of course, you can end up having to retire from a race before you complete it, either because you get in a wreck or your car, your engine fails or whatever. So F1 generally measures race starts rather than race completions. I'd like to be measured basically on how many things I start, not necessarily how many I finish. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be amazing. Based on only things I start, I am achieving as much as Beyonce is. I would say um, given how many times I start working out, I am essentially an Olympic athlete. A hundred percent. Coming in at number nine is our little old American team, um, Haas Racing. Haas uh, team owner, Gene Haas, well-known in the NASCAR community. Um, they are a very young team in the Formula One game, but, you know, very entertaining. Uh, their team principal is Gunther Steiner, um, who makes for really, really great dramatic moments, both off track as well as on the pit wall. Uh, his, his reactions, um, if you tune into the 2021 season, are, are ones of that I like to watch, um, as well as the 2020 lineup for Haas um, had Roman Grosjean and Kevin Magnuson. For 2021, they've decided to switch up their lineup and end their contracts with the, the 2020 drivers. So for 2021, really exciting. Um, we have Mick Schumacher, the son of Michael Schumacher, who other than Lewis Hamilton is the most decorated driver in Formula One. He's had 93 race wins as well as he's a seven-time world champion. And his son is hoping to follow in his footsteps. And then joining him will be a new driver named Nikita Mazepin. So the Haas team, the American team, we will go into some detail about how their 2020 season went in episode two. But we do want to take a moment here to talk a little bit about Haas in 2021 and talk about their driver lineup for 2021 because it's a little bit controversial for those who know F1. And because of the perspective of our podcast and the perspective of Kennedy and I as female fans of the sport, we want to address something and we want to tell our audience about something because if you don't know the sport, you might not know this happened. So... Their second new driver for this year, Nikita Mazepin, is a Russian driver and is uh, was somewhat of a controversial pick based purely off of um, even on-track conduct in Formula 2 last year. He had some pretty questionable moments, took a fair number of penalties and other things also had some pretty questionable off-track conduct last year. He punched another driver in the face, which was very well documented. So he is a controversial driver to begin with. He does come with a lot of money and sponsorships. His father is a very wealthy man, as well as 
at this point with Daniel Kvyat exiting the sport, um, leaving Alpha Tauri at the end of the 2020 season. He's also the only Russian driver. So, of course, um, in terms of sponsorship, that does make more money from that country available to him. However, the thing about Nikita that gives Kennedy and I maybe a little bit of pause and that we would want our listeners to know is there was an incident very shortly after Haas announced him as their driver, as one of their drivers for 2021, where Nikita posted on his Instagram story a video of him inappropriately. Yeah, essentially inappropriately touching a woman he was hanging out with. At the time... Nikita issued an apology. The girl issued a statement that it wasn't that big of a deal. Haas issued a statement that they were working with Nikita, that they disapproved of the conduct and were disapproved of the fact that it had been posted on social media and that it had happened, said that they would work with Nikita on his conduct, etc. Um, in the time since then, Nikita has deleted that apology from his social media accounts. Haas has not made another statement about it necessarily and has remained um, very steadfast that Nikita will be part of their driver lineup. So it's just something we, Kennedy and I, will certainly be watching throughout this season. We hope very much that Haas does take it seriously, that, you know, this is a real concern, particularly with We Races 1, um, you know, the F1 inclusion initiative that they started last year that includes both racial, ethnic and racial equity, as well as gender equity in the sport, that they do take things like this really seriously. Because as a female fan of the sport, it's disappointing that a driver who presents the way that Nikita does can can be in the sport. And, you know, there's other drivers who don't have those kinds of conduct issues that that are missing, that, that didn't get a seat for the 2021 season. So... You know, we want to give everyone a chance, give them a fair shot. And, you know, Haas as an Amer- as the American team with that sort of individualistic American spirit is still fun to watch. Um, but, yeah, it does, you know, it puts a little bit of a cloud over the team for myself and I think for Kennedy. They do have a driver that I don't feel like, you know, <laughs> is... is uh, is necessarily a character that I am excited to see week in and week out. So we'll see how this season goes. We'll, you know, I hope that Nikita does do those trainings that Haas has discussed him doing and that I hope he does take that to heart. But I think we'll see. And we're just going to have to see what unfolds this season. Okay, so rounding out the Constructors' Championship um, in 10th place, unfortunately last place, came Williams. The Williams team in 2020, their two drivers were Georgie Russell, (laughs) George Russell, as he's called by most people, um, and Nick Latifi or Nicholas Latifi. For 2021, Williams will retain the same driver pairing, so they will have George and Nick back. In the 2020 season, for part of the season, Williams was led by team principal Claire Williams, um, the daughter of the man who started Williams, the company. 
Um, partway through the season, Claire left the team and they switched to the guy who is currently their team principal and will be their team principal for the 2021 season, Simon Roberts. Yeah, as as Kate had just mentioned, um, Claire Williams uh, was considered the deputy team principal, co-team principal with her father, Sir Frank Williams, who founded um, the Williams Racing team. Williams Racing used to be a team that was on top and, and, you know, they really gave Ferrari and, and the likes a run for their money. However, as time has gone on, uh, you know, the racing profession has gotten more and more expensive and they've not been able to keep up. As a result of that, in the middle of the 2020 season, there was a decision to sell the Williams team, retaining the Williams name. So that saw the loss of Claire Williams, the sole female team principal in Formula One racing, leaving her post. Um, Really, really looking forward to seeing how the 2021 season works out to be under a complete, a full season under new leadership and management and ownership for Williams, as well as I think Williams will be a team to watch for years to come, especially in the 2022 season to see how things shake out there. Williams is a great talent. A lot of their drivers have gone on to to find other posts and positions, as well as our favorite, George Georgie Russell. Um, <laughs> really just excited to see what he brings to the track in 2021. Absolutely. And if you want to hear, I'm not even going to say more about George Russell. If you want to hear too much about George Russell, listen to episode two. Uh, because we will go on at upsetting length on George Russell. And I also highly suggest that you play for episode two, the George Russell drinking game, where every time we mention his name, George, Georgie, or call him by a pet name, um, like my sweet boy, George, or my, my Georgie lad. I just drink every time we say that because you will not make it to the end of the episode, but you will have a ball when you do it. Um, I know if I listen back to it, I will be doing the same. So that rounds out all of the teams. Please, you can look to our Instagram. Like I, like we said earlier, we will be posting a little bit of content to help you get a visual concept for some of these teams. Mm -hmm. We might be posting maybe a few posts to give you a flavor of what these drivers look like for each team if you don't already know or if you haven't seen any of our other promo things yet. So uh, keep a lookout for that. Again, we are Lights Out F1, the podcast on Instagram. So go ahead and give us a follow and tune back in for episode two where we will be taking you through some of our 2020 most exciting season moments. Tune in as well for episode three after that, which will be our recap of the winter break and predictions for 2021. And just so everyone is aware, so starting the first, the last week in March, the first race of the season, we will be coming to you with race recaps after each race, as well as some cool content in between the races to, to keep you excited and engaged. And by the way, Drive to Survive season three will come out on March 18th. So 19th. We're giving 19th. We're giving free promo to Netflix. Please drive to survive. Please sponsor our podcast. Please. We love you. Thank you. Um, 
highly suggest you watch season three. And if you haven't seen season one or two yet, watch them first and then watch season three. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to Lights Out.